Welcome to The World We Live In, a look at the news through a biblical lens. I'm Pastor Dewey Modi, and our guest this week, bringing back this program, I couldn't think of a more perfect guest than my dear friend, the Jesus Chick, out of West Virginia, Sherry Johnson. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Brother Dewey. How are you today? We're doing very well. Having you with us really helps get our day started here. We're recording this at 6.02 a.m. Mountain Time. Sherry, uh, you have uh, posted at fggam.org now, I think, since 2013. If Wow. And we surely, surely have enjoyed so much our relationship with you, our ongoing relationship with you, all the things that you bring to the table here at this ministry. You're like a buffet of different things that you do for this ministry. Everything from your writings to your music uh, to you uh, preaching at the Revival in Wyndham. Um, Also, now you're putting recipes on the website. (laughs) Well, God bless you for that encouragement. You know... Let's talk about the Jesus Chick, as you're knowing there in West Virginia. You were telling me a story a while back when we were talking about the Jesus Chick, how that name stuck to you. Talk to our listeners about that. Well, uh, the the Jesus Chick, it actually came from an uncle of mine who, uh, he, he grew up in the era where girls were referred to as chicks and not degradingly but just that was just what it was at that time and uh so he's still in that he's still in that era in his mind so he calls us he, he calls all of his nieces the chicks um whenever he speaks to us and then a preacher a pastor friend of mine whenever i began to to write and to do the things for the lord he started calling me the jesus chicken it just kind of stuck from there um and it's been a blessed title I, I i love it and i like being associated with jesus in any way and that title is kind of a fun title and, and allows me to share the gospel and like you said in a variety of ways and it certainly has a lot of doors have opened to me for the gospel, including fggam.org. Uh, you guys have been just such a blessing in my life. Just our friendship has been a blessing above all. But just the opportunity to to witness in so many places that I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to were, was it not for uh, the FGJM website. You know, Sherry, uh, tell me again where you're, the city, the town that you live in in West Virginia Okay, we're about the center of the state of West Virginia, very small rural area. Um, Our entire county population is probably about 6,000, maybe a little more, a little less. It it kind of varies. A lot of people move in and out of this area because unemployment is so high. Mm -hmm. So, Sherry, I know that you have fallen in love with Wyndham, Minnesota, my hometown, where we've held the revival the last three years. Share with our listeners your thoughts on going to Wyndham now three years in a row and ministering. Oh, my goodness. I have fallen in love with Wyndham. And, and, and it's so much, even though the lay of the land is certainly different, it's it's interesting to drive for miles and miles and miles on flat land because there is none of that in the state of West Virginia. So that's that's a, that was a great experience, getting to drive up through there and see all that beautiful country. But more importantly, just the people. I mean, I don't care where you go. If God's people are there, it, it's always a little bit of taste of home. But Wyndham was just extra special because the second, I mean, from Loretta 
to, I mean, Darlene, so many, I don't want to start naming names because I would miss, I would miss so many people out there. But the second I set foot in Wanda, Minnesota, it was just, I was home. It was, it was another place that I could call home. And I fully, I just, I give the Holy Spirit full credit for that because he does that through the love of God. And when we, when we all have that in common, uh, God binds us together. So it doesn't make any difference where we go. We can find home. And I found a little piece of it there in Wyndham, Minnesota. And, and I do love that place. Of course, you mentioned Loretta. That's Loretta Jackson. And you mentioned Darlene. Yes. That's Darlene Queering. Many other people I know that you have fallen in love with there in Wyndham. What is going on in Virginia as far as abortion is concerned here in New Mexico? As you and I have talked we uh, have had this uh, ungodly abortion up to birth bill that passed the House, goes to the Senate, passes the Senate. I'm sure the governor's going to sign it unless we uh, see a miracle here, and we're praying for a miracle, a defeat of that bill. What is the abortion law in Virginia? In West Virginia, well, it's, I tell you what, it's um, this year on the November ballot, there, there was an amendment one that narrowly passed. I mean, it really did narrowly pass by 52 percent. You know, abortion is a battle in every state, I'm sure. And West Virginia is no different. But uh, the amendment says this. It says nothing in this Constitution secures or protects a right to abortion or requires funding of abortion. And so it, it set it back to a 1993 state Supreme Court decision uh, that had changed that and allowed Medicare funding to pay for abortions. And, you know, over the years, uh, like in, 19, in uh, 2017, um, Medicare paid for 1,500 abortions and it cost West Virginia a total of $326,000. That's ludicrous that our state was paying for that on so many different realms but you know spiritually oh my goodness you know and, and for those of us who pay tax dollars into the state of west virginia we should have the right to say what that money goes for and if it's against our faith which it certainly is uh we should we should have the right to say we don't want our tax dollars going for that and praise god there was there was some uh, legislatures that stood up for these children these unborn children and they are children even though the, the world would like to have people believe that they're not they are children oh my goodness my grandson parker was born at seven months at, when my daughter was seven months pregnant he was in or he was in early delivery and i look at him and right now he's laying in his his grandpappy's arms in in the living room and I just have to say that, that you know that would put me in tears if I would allow it but you know, what a blessing this child has been and to say that he wasn't worthy of saving I just can't even imagine what goes through anyone's mind to think that it would be okay to destroy that child because when he was delivered at seven months he was a boy and he was an amazing boy, an amazing cre creation of God. And for them to say that that child didn't have the right to live is ludicrous, and it's nothing short of murder. Well, we saw in New York when they passed their bill, people celebrated like they had just won the Super Bowl. And we've got these attitudes. You could see them on TV during President Trump's State of the Union address when he talked about abortion and the right uh, for life in the faces of people like Chuck Schumer of just a smirk on their face talking about that. It's a very, very disturbing, very disturbing time in our country. 
now here in New Mexico, this bill goes forward where up until birth, people can kill a baby. It's just very, very sad. You know, I've got Virginia. I keep saying Virginia because it's got it's on the top of my mind. I'm sorry, Sherry, because of oh, all, that's just fine. Because it's not of, uncommon. Because of all the stuff that's going on in Virginia with racism and people in Ku Klux Klan and all these pictures emerging of these state leaders uh, dressed in all this stuff and pictures and so forth. The governor, uh, the lieutenant governor now is being accused of uh, bad sexual behavior, and the list is growing. The governor may resign today. There's this evil that's coming to the surface now, being uh, exposed. What are your thoughts on what's going on in Virginia? Well, it, I guess you know, it's like the book of Revelation is just, just playing out. You know, people are just so... Um, they have such apathy towards sin in our nation, and it's because it's, it's of all of the overexposure that we have th via social media and just media in general, whether it's television, radio, whatever. It just seems like the people are they they view sin with such a light approach. It's, it's like it doesn't matter. Um, that you can just uh, live however you want, and there, there will be no repercussions for it. And we've seen that play out in biblical history. I mean, Israel thought that too, and and that's the, the condition that they're in today is because of that. And, and how sad it is that because these people turn away from their relationship with God and think that God is not important, and that there is that there is no difference between. Um, well, let me gather my thoughts here. Um, when it comes to the worldly view of sin and the Christian view of sin, there is such a fine line that the Christian walks. And they'll say they're Christian one minute, but then those same Christians will say that they're for abortion. Or those same Christians will sin and try to justify that sin. And there is no justification of it. There's only, the only thing that we have is repentance. And, you know, hopefully our nation will come to that. I fully believe that God has spared America because of wonderful people like you and Christians who are standing up and standing in the gap for those who don't know Jesus Christ. And God has had mercy on our souls, but I don't know how much longer that's going to last. But, you know, I fully believe that it is because that a pastor friend of mine or a preacher friend of mine, he preached one time when there's a few of us left. And, oh, my goodness, praise God, there is a few of us left that will stand in the gap for uh, the people in the church, for the Lord Jesus Christ, for these children that are involved with abortions, for you know, our children all over the world that are just exposed to such wickedness and and uh, corruption in our government. And people, you know, they again they justify it. the ends justify the means. Well, there's going to come an end one of these days when the ends don't justify the means. We're all going to stand before Christ and answer for what we've done for the cause of Christ, especially as Christians. Now, our sins are going to be under the blood, but we're going to answer for our service. And so for these Christians that are in these offices and they say they're Christians, and it's not up to me to judge. So I have to believe that they are, but they're going to stand accountable for these decisions that they're making for our government as Christians. It's not what people say, Sherry. It's what they do. Amen. There's the bottom line there. You know, I preached in a Baptist church here years ago in Albuquerque, and a man came up to me afterwards and said, I loved your sermon, but don't you think you talked about abortion too much? 
There's the problem with the church in a nutshell. They don't like to talk about abortion. They don't like to address it, and many preachers don't preach it from the pulpit. That is a sad state of affairs. As we close here with Sherry Johnson, the Jesus chick from West uh, Virginia, I wanted to ask you this, Sherry. So we've got a young mother out there. She's going, she's going to have a baby. She's contemplating abortion. What is your advice to that young mother? Well, first of all, I you know I just pray that she knows the Lord Jesus Christ, and if she doesn't, she finds the Lord Jesus Christ because it's, that's where she's going to find the answers, and that's where she's going to find true happiness in her life. And I pray that you know that her decision will be one that number one spares the life of that child. If she feels that it is not in the best interest of that child for her to raise it, if she's just not in a place that she can raise that child, then allow some family that is praying for a child to have the opportunity to have that baby and to raise it up and how and have a wonderful life and for her to find a good church home that's going to get, offer her support and they're out there there are churches that and some I mean we have to you have to find the right church. You have to find one that's going to love you and help you with those decisions and uh, just ask those people to support you and your decision but make sure it's one that spares the life of that baby because that baby we don't know what that might be the next president it might be the next billy sunday it might be the next billy graham we don't know what god might do with that child and you would have the opportunity to have a part of it just because you allow the lord to spare that baby's life and that baby was, it might have been a mistake that got you into that position, but it was, that child is not a mistake. That child is a blessed, a blessing from God. And to accept it as that and to raise it as that if you get the opportunity. You can always contact us here at fggam.org by email if you need help. You can also call me directly at 505 681 505-681-0331 if you need help. Sherry, I was talking to a friend this week. I really believe the church has got to get out of its box and approach this in a different way and get out on the street and get out on the road and minister to people one-on-one. And these mothers that are carrying these babies, contemplating an abortion, but they don't know where to go. The church needs to go there. It needs to help them in their life. It needs to put out their hand to help the mothers and guide them through this process, supply them with food, everything they need, housing and everything. The church now has to get out of the church and into the world, Sherry. Amen. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I thank you for being with us here today. I want to just tell you that we love you so very much. We can never pay you back for everything you have done for this ministry, for Sharon and I, for everything you do. You're such a godly example to me and Sharon and to this world and how a Christian should live. You're one of those Christians who says and does, okay? You say you are a Christian, and by your fruit and by your works, we see what a beautiful Christian woman you are. Thank you, Dewey, for, again, for that encouragement, and, and I love you, and I just pray that God does a mighty work through FGDAM. I'm believing that he's going to, and I just thank you for this opportunity. Sherry Johnson, the Jesus Chick from West Virginia, and she is here with us at FGGAM.org with her postings most every day, and now she's putting up these recipes, but I still have not got her, my FedEx package <laughs> of the of her, all the food she's doing there. It just makes me hungry every time I look at it. Sherry, God bless you, and, 
and give your hubby Dave the fire chief a hug from us. I sure will. This is The World We Live In, a presentation of For God's Glory Loan Ministries, a look at the world through a biblical lens. We'll see you next time.